Pew, pew, pew. We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. You've probably been hearing about how great these mortgage rates are right now. Like in Virginia, they're not your typical mortgage company. Sure, they've got phenomenal rates, but what makes them really different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He's going to look at so much more than just rates when designing your home loan. They're a family-owned business with local roots, so you know that you can trust them. You're going to feel like a person, not just a number when you deal with the Chevaliers. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you can get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike in Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. I'm telling you, if you'd like to buy a home, but you think it's just too far out of reach, give Mike and Virginia a call. They're going to get you hooked up. Call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Again, that's 970-412-2472. Or visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. What's up, everyone? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael, and we've got a lot to talk about. Mike Bobo, man. I feel like I'm always going to be talking about this dude, uh, but he might be teaming up with Brian Harson at Auburn. That is what is reportedly happening, originally broken by Doug Samuels of Football Scoop. I made it pretty clear in the past what my feelings on Football Scoop are, but... Uh, Doug Samuels has actually proved to be pretty reliable. He's one of their best guys. I trust him. That report's actually already been confirmed by some Auburn reporters as well. Seems like it's going to happen. Obviously, kind of an interesting situation. I mean, Bobo was retained by Shane Beamer not that long ago, but we're going to get into all of that. Later in the episode, we're going to talk a little bit of hoops as well. CSU men's basketball, CSU women's basketball, both have important series against UNLV this weekend. Chance to keep their hot starts in the Mountain West going. We are going to start with the Mike Bobo talk, though. Really, really kind of an interesting situation now. I think the hire makes sense, especially from Brian Harson's perspective. He needs SEC connections. The timing of it all, really kind of odd. Um, I mean, <laughs> Harson was hired by Auburn on December 22nd. Mike Bobo was officially retained by Frank, or Shane Beamer, I should say. I keep wanting to say Frank, his dad, the legendary Virginia Tech coach, Shane Beamer. It it was announced that Friend would jump ship from Tennessee, and Bobo would be retained on December 30th. It uh, kind of got leaked out a couple of days, but that's when it officially happened, was on December 30th. What's really weird is that, at least, you know, reportedly, Shane Beamer... And, and Mike Bobo, they've had some mutual interest in working together for some time now. And, you know, less than, you know, two weeks after agreeing to stay, Mike Bobo's already jumping ship and heading to Auburn. While doing some research for this, I actually found out that back in 2012, Frank Beamer of Virginia Tech, back when Shane Beamer was still on staff under him, Frank wanted to hire Mike away as the offensive coordinator. Listen to this quote. Shane was the guy that mentioned Mike to me at the time, Frank Beamer said. We were going to offer him the job, and it's kind of an interesting story. If he got on the plane, he was going to accept the job there at Virginia Tech. 
So we were all waiting around for him and come to find out he didn't get on the plane. And he called and he was apologizing. A very heartfelt, it felt like an apology, Frank said. So back in 2012, Bobo was pretty serious about potentially going to work under Frank Beamer, Shane's dad at Virginia Tech. As it so happened, two years later, he ended up landing, or two and a half years later, he ended up landing the head coaching gig at Colorado State, so probably best that he didn't. But here's another quote from that same article by Ben Briner of The State. This is an article from January 2nd, not, not long ago at all. I've always been impressed with Mike. He called a lot of plays. He's had a lot of experience. I think the philosophy is he wants a tough offense, a good running offense, and makes the pass come off of it very naturally. Wherever he's been, I've always been impressed with Mike and how he does things. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I guess my first thought when, you know, observing this situation from afar, maybe Bobo thinks he has more long-term stability at, at Auburn. You know, I know um, I know he just got retained by Beamer, but offensive coordinators in particular tend to be scapegoats in the SEC. So, you know, maybe he's working under the operation. If, if they don't have a lot of success on the first year, he ends up getting canned since he was a part of the old regime. Maybe he's trying to think long-term. It's also possible that he just wants to work with Harson. You know, I mentioned before that there's always seemed to be a, a mutual admiration. I'm actually going to play some post-game audio of uh, Brian Harson talking about CSU after beating the Rams back in 2019. He just kind of raved about how he always thought Mike Bobo's teams were well-coached, well-prepared. I know some CSU fans don't necessarily agree with that, uh, but they you know, really did play Boise pretty competitively throughout the Mike Bobo era. You know, looking at it from Harson's perspective, he has an established relationship with Mike Bobo. He knows him well. He trusts him. He trusts what he can, you know, do from a scheming standpoint. But also, you know, more than anything, him and Will Friend, they have connections in the SEC, and, and that's what Harson is going to need more than anything to be able to succeed. That's where it's going to be really hard for him. Shoot, I mean, Harson can develop a quarterback. He knows all about running offenses, all that. I mean, Boise had some of the best offenses in the conference while he was there. But, you know, recruiting in the SEC, going into high schools in Georgia and Florida and Louisiana and Alabama, that's where having somebody like Mike Bobo and, and Will Friend is, is really beneficial. And, and just on top of that, you know, they already have that established, that chemistry, that rapport. What, what I find just kind of odd about this entire situation and while, while I don't mean this as a shot at Harson or Mike Bobo, because I think they're both, you know, pretty brilliant offensive football minds, Gus Malzahn, man, is about as innovative as anybody in college football. Like, that dude is, he is brilliant. And for Auburn to just kick him to the side and, you know, bring in these guys, I just, I kind of feel like they're going to find out the grass isn't always greener. I mean... You got to try and out-recruit Alabama. You play Georgia every year, LSU every year. The expectations are as high as anywhere in the country. It's not an easy gig. And just kind of keeping it real with you all, you know, like as an Alabama fan, I feared Auburn a hell of a lot more with Gus Malzahn than I do with Brian Harson and Mike Bobo. That I mean, it is what it is. I just did. I might be wrong. You know, maybe I'll eat crow and... Maybe they'll go on and have success. And I mean, let's be real. Bobo has plenty of experience in the SEC. I think he is a really good offensive coordinator. 
whether he's a good head coach or not. Probably complicated. I guess we'll have to see what he does whenever he ultimately gets another shot. But he can, you know, he can he can run an offense. Can he recruit well enough to, you know, outlast some of these other SEC programs? I, well, I don't know. We'll just kind of have to see. It, it's just going to be a tough battle, man. You've got crazy expectations, boosters that are insane. I mean, they were willing to eat Gus Malzahn, just who they had just extended not that long ago, just eat an insane amount of money. They're going to expect results right away. It's a lot like Sarkeesian at Texas, and I think, I think Sarkeesian was about as good of a hire as you could have had. I mean, he's made every everywhere better that he's been. I know he had some issues at, at USC, and I, I think it's cool that he's been able to, you know, kind of work through that and get a second chance. But you know, going back to what he did at Washington, I mean, even in Atlanta with the Falcons, he really schemed well there. I've loved what he's done at Alabama. But is he going to be able to have success at Texas with all the pressure? It's just a tough spot. With the way that the landscape of college football is right now, it's essentially like you have Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson at the top. And then in this like second, it's still an elite tier, but you know, right below them, Oklahoma, Florida, LSU, uh, Notre Dame, I guess. You know, they've been pretty successful. Sometimes Oregon, I guess you could throw into that. I think they're usually pretty overrated. And then below them, it's like everybody else. And it's just, it's so hard, man. The competitive balance has never been so drastic. I mean, even from the top of the SEC to the bottom of the SEC, it's it's brutal. So I'll I'll be interested to see how this all works out. It's it's either gonna be, you know, a booming success and I'm gonna look like an idiot, or there's gonna be a lot of CSU fans that dislike Bobo and are gonna be celebrating when uh, Harson and Bobo are looking for a new job in two years. I guess we'll just, we'll have to see. We will have to see. But uh, let's move on. Let's talk some hoops. Before we do, though, here's that audio of Brian Harson in 2019 talking about uh, Mike Bobo, his admiration for him, how how well-prepared he thought CSU teams were, all of that fun stuff. Yeah, here it is. Colorado State, I've, I've said this. I think Coach Bobo does a tremendous job. I think he's one of the best I think that he prepares and is very he's very difficult to go against. Uh, I really believe that, and his teams are always ready every time we play. So to me, he's able to have his team ready to go. They're not bowl eligible, and they came out here and they fought. And so I watched a really, really good Colorado State team play against our team, and our guys go back and forth, and we were able to find a way to win and did just enough. But... That's what you're going to get every single time we play. And I know we knew this coming. And this is not a surprise that um, this was going to be a challenge for us against Colorado State. It always is, and especially when you play here. And I just think that he does a tremendous job of getting his guys ready to go. And I know every year we play him, that's, that's how I felt. Playoffs? You want to talk about playoffs? Playoffs? I want to win a game. Playoffs. That's right. Football's playoffs start this weekend. There's no better place to get on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To celebrate the most wonderful time of the year, DraftKings is giving you the chance to double your money. All you got to do, place your bet, and if one touchdown is scored during Saturday's football games, you double your money. Max bet of 25 bucks. If you're listening, that's... Bet $25, 
win $25 if any touchdown is scored. That's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. And while we are excited for football, don't forget the 2021 basketball season has kicked off. Head to the app now. Check out all that they have to offer, including daily odds boosts. Between that and player props and everything that they have to offer, it's just too much fun. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. You'll have a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Saturday's football games. Again, that's a no-brainer. The code DNVR for new players to get a shot at doubling your money for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado-only restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Playoffs? That's got to be the greatest post-game rant. I mean, not that and Herm Edwards. Hello, you play to win the game. <laughs> oh, I, I love those. That was the one thing that Larry Stacy was always good for was a random post-game quote that was just like, what the hell did this dude just say? But we're in a new era, the Medved era. Everybody said, go to Medved, and it has worked out, man. He has this program rolling exactly where it needs to be. Big time home series coming up this weekend against a struggling UNLV team. It's a team with talent. I mean, they, they've got some really versatile scorers. And I could see a situation where if they come out hot and the Rams are struggling to hit jump shots, you could kind of get yourself in a sticky situation. But just given that they're coming off of a long layoff, I mean, it's been a month since they played. I got to imagine, I mean, that combined with altitude. This should be a two-game series that you expect to sweep at home. Now, at the very minimum, you got to split. Like, weird stuff is going to happen this season, and I've said that throughout. The competitive balance in the Mountain West is really, really good. The difference between, like, two and eight is not that drastic. And because of that, we're going to see some weird upsets. That said, this is the type of series you have to take advantage of if you want to be one of those elite programs in the Mountain West. I mean, San Diego State, they're getting hot again. You're starting to see it. I know that loss to CSU happened, and that was great for the Rams. Probably kind of a fluke in terms of San Diego State. I mean, they're going to be really, really solid. They've got just excellent shooting, excellent defense. They're stacked. got great size in the post. I mean, Mensa, Mitchell, Shackle, that is a tournament team. When you look at Utah State and what they've got going with Niamis Keita and, you know, Justin Bean, that's another tournament team. They're beating the living hell out of everyone right now. I mean, they pummeled New Mexico last night. Pummeled them. It's because nobody can drive on them, man. If you don't hit jump shots against Utah State, you're screwed. Because you're not getting in the paint against him. You're not. Boise State is another team with just all kinds of length and great scoring. Another team that's been solid defensively. You want to look at the best teams in the Mountain West right now? They play defense and they hit their jump shots. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to I mean, obviously, you know, for CSU, their philosophy is a little bit different because their, their greatest strength is going to be attacking in transition, which means, you know, getting in the paint at times. But still, I mean, there's going to be transition opportunities that lead to open threes, and that's where you need guys like Thistlewood to hit those shots. But, you know, with UNLV specifically, it comes down to three people. Bryce Hamilton, Caleb Grill, and David Jenkins Jr. Three guards, and they do all of their scoring. Those three combined for essentially 50 points a game. You know what you're getting, and especially Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton is the heartbeat of what makes this team work. He leads UNLV in points scored, rebounds per game, and assists per game. If you slow down him, 
you have a shot. I mean, he basically he basically beat CSU single-handedly in Sin City last year. Just lit it up from three. And he did the same thing when UNLV upset San Diego State last year. That dude's a scorer. A bucket getter, if you will. You know, just briefly, a couple of things that I want to see from the Rams. I'd like to see them get off to a faster start offensively. You know, maybe that's trying to get in the rim and starting things slow. That was suggested to me on Twitter. You know, I really didn't have a beef with their offensive approach in either of those games. I thought they had a lot of really good open looks that they just missed in both of those games. And I mean, that's kind of something that I talked about with Eli Becker and uh, Brian Burton on their all-access show the other day. You know, a lot of times, especially against a really good defensive team like San Diego State, your best opportunity to get open jump shots, it's going to be early in a possession. And they did that. They just didn't knock them down. You're going to be at home. You know, UNLV maybe is going to be a little bit rusty. Come out, build an early lead, and then just build off of that. Keep playing defense. Battle on the glass. Defend those guys I already talked about. And you should, you know, get out of here with some wins. CSU's the better team. Flipping things over to the women's side, how do they respond? I mean, they're coming off of a 19-day break. And this is a CSU team that was really hot. Listen to this, co- this uh, quote from Ryan Williams. We are anxious to see how the team comes back after the abnormally long but needed break. We realize there may be... Sorry. We realize there may be some rust to shake off, but we are excited nonetheless to be back out here competing. UNLV has been playing good basketball as of late with a big win over Loyola Marymount right before Christmas, scoring 90 points with a bunch of threes. We will have to be ready to go in. It's an athletic bunch that has a good post play. So we'll be tested out of the gate here in New Year's Day. Interesting. Not, not down the Rebels. Smart, you know, smart approach. CSU's been really hot. They were 3-1. and one against Fresno State and San Diego State coming in, two of the teams that were projected to finish at the top of the league. I've said before, I mean, the Rams, they kind of control their own destiny at this point. I mean, they, they've just been elite offensively. They've scored 70-plus points in all eight games. They only did that six times last year. That's how much better they are. They've already, in a season where they had basically only a couple of non-conference games, they're already just balling out, and they're putting up points against good teams, man. The last time that they started a season with eight games of 70-plus points was all the way back in 2001-2002. And that was, you know, one of the top 10 scoring teams in CSU history. So this Rams group, they can score, man. They've got a lot of talent. McKenna Hofschild at, at point guard, man. I love watching her play. She's a killer. Smallest person on the court, but plays the biggest. A lot like Isaiah Stevens, man. There's a lot of parallels with their game. They're smart, lethal in the mid-range game. They can get to the rim. Good passers, they play within the flow of the game. And then, you know, Laura DeVos. She's, you know, the, the, the piece in the post that makes it all work. She's a great passer too, man. They're just a good team. They're, they play unselfishly. The only thing that bums me out is that these games are at the exact same time. I hate when the league does that. I want to be able to watch both of these games and cover them and give them in-depth coverage. The Mountain West, for the last couple of years, they've done this stupid thing where they schedule them at the exact same fucking time. People want to support the women's team too. I only got one set of eyes. I can't, it's just, come on, make it easier. It's the same deal when the league decided to move the uh, the women's portion of the tournament early, earlier in the week in Vegas last year, and then it, it made it so nobody could come cover it. Nobody can afford to spend like eight days in Vegas. 
Put them at the same time like it always was so these teams get the proper coverage, man. It's ridiculous. That's my little rant. Um, <laughs> hope the Rams are able to, you know, take care of business in Sin City. Unfortunate that I won't be able to cover that game the way that it deserves. But I'll make sure that I'm still keeping up with it and, you know, providing you guys as much women's hoops coverage as possible, too. Because, again, I think this Rams team is one of the best in the league. They're a ton of fun. They deserve your support. Pull up the stream. If you're at home, I'm going to be at Moby. If I was at home, I'd just have both of them up on my laptop. It'd still be tough to follow, but, you know, I could do it. If you're at home, have them both up. Why not? Dual screen that. Anyways, we'll be back with more content throughout the week. Fun time to be a Ram. Fun time to be a Ram indeed. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want.